You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleburne, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleburne.com. You know, I'm so excited about tomorrow. I'm glad Pastor Grant said what he said. You know, it's, it's amazing that we get the opportunity, even in the midst of this great struggle, that we get the opportunity to be the church. And I know that many of you can't be here tomorrow, and that's, that's just fine. But I want you to know that, that God's church is meeting the need in our community. You know, I met the sweet couple we're talking about today. I met them. They, they came to church and my first memory of them, I, I know they came before this time, but my first memory of them was at Applebee's. Uh, we, we went to lunch with them. It's, it's common. We, we take a lot of our, our guests to, out to lunch. We get to know them and we went to Applebee's and I was afraid we were going to scare this couple off because I had all four of my kids and they were just acting a fool. And I believe Isaiah was stealing food uh, off of Alan's plate and, and Alan just let him do it uh, and come to find out him and him and Isaiah turned up uh, turned out to be the best buds of all time so today we're talking about the miles and they've got a great story but I want you to hear it from them let's watch I struggled on and off with drug addiction for many years then I knew if I didn't change my ways I would lose the ones I loved the most Upon coming to Hope Church, one of the biggest things that strengthened our relationship within the church is we started to tithe regularly. Not only did we see God bless us in many ways throughout our relationship, just us growing closer to one another and the way that we treated others, but God also blessed us with um, Alan receiving a new job where he made twice as much, pretty much, as he was making before. So that was really awesome. We not only were able to pay off some debt that we had accumulated, but we were also able to give more to the church because he was making more. So that felt really awesome to do. One of the greatest decisions that we made as a couple to really strengthen our relationship within the church was when we decided to serve kids ministry. We are leaders in the two to three year old class and we absolutely love it. It's one of our favorite parts of Sundays is getting up, coming to church and getting to see our kids and teach them about Jesus and the Bible and how much God loves them and really just spending that one-on-one time with them as their parents get to sit and worship and listen to God's word. So we started coming to Hope Church in November of 2018 and we walked in as a, as a young couple um, that probably just looked like we were looking for a church home but little did anyone know that we were actually on the verge of breaking up and Hope Church was kind of like a last ditch effort to save our relationship and clearly it did. I mean we're sitting here now a year and a half or two years later married so obviously things ended up working out for us in the end but Hope Church not only gave us our own personal relationships back with God but it also rebuilt our relationship and strengthened our bond so that we could in fact get married. Baptism, tithing and serving we were able to break the chains 
that we needed to fulfill God's purpose for our life. You know, that was an awesome story. And what Alan said at the end kind of wrapped up everything really nice. He said three things that I I think are very, very important. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And so if you have your Bibles, I want you to grab them. Go to Luke chapter 9. Today we're going to be in verse 57 through 62. And in my Bible, it's it's titled, The Cost of Following Jesus. and, And we have to understand that there's a cost to everything that we do. And today, Jesus was instructing some followers and some people around him what it really took to follow him. So let's read it in his words. As they were walking around the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Then a third guy said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand on the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus is pretty, uh, he's being pretty harsh here, but I think what he's trying to help us to understand is that commitment and dedication to Jesus and his mission leaves no room for other commitments or thinking about what might have been. You know, oftentimes we think about what might have been or if I'd have done this, what would have happened? And as I was studying, one person came to mind about thinking about what always might have been. And that's our buddy, Uncle Rico. Let's watch this video. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Watch this. That's what I'm talking about. How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? Yeah. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. You better believe things would have been different. I'd have gone pro. A heartbeat. I'd be making millions of dollars and you know, Uncle Rico was sitting back thinking about high school. What, what could have or would have been? And you know what? Can't change any of that now. Can't go back and change the past. Can't go back and change the history. But the title of today's message sums it up with this. God wants all of us. God doesn't want just some of us. He wants all of us. And we're going to look back at this story with Jesus. And he told three different things to these guys and gals that were around him. And I think it's very important for us to understand. The first thing Jesus wants from us is he wants our treasure. God wants our treasure. He said 
In verse 57, I'll read it again. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. The cost of following Jesus, what he was trying to help him understand, the cost of following him was not a luxurious life, but a life of sacrifices. If you'll notice, in the story, in the Miles' story, what they said was not, Jesus came to this earth, Jesus came in our lives, in our marriage. He did, but what was the turning point for them? They started giving and they started serving. That was the turning point for them. So if you'll notice in this story, Jesus is saying, it's going to cost you everything to follow me, but you will also gain everything. And so sometimes we think that, that we're just supposed to show up to church and, and, and do our thing and, and worship along with the worship band. But what Jesus is saying, it's only when you make sacrifices for me, that's when I truly will change everything. Now, I didn't know that the Miles were trying to save their relationship when they came here. But I would have instructed them to do the thing that they actually did. It's when we stop focusing on ourselves that God can do the most work in our hearts. But guys, what I want you to understand is what we treasure is where we invest. What we treasure is where we invest. If you treasure God, if you treasure his church, if you treasure his people, then you will invest in them. And the biggest turning point in the Miles' life was not when they focused on themselves, but it's when they focused on others. Now guys, what I'm telling you, is my commitment has and always will be and even is more now that Hope Church is going to do whatever we can to bring hope to the world. And right now that hope is in the form of over 100 food boxes that we're going to give out on Monday. But I didn't make that possible. We all made that possible through our giving, through our sacrifices. We invested in each and every family that is going to be driving through tomorrow. We invested in them and we invested in their eternity. Why? Because it's not about us. It's all about God. And when we make it about him, when we invest in his people, that's when we truly receive the blessing. And I know we get up here so many times and we talk about these, we talk these offering talks and, and we give stories about God blessing people uh, because they, they gave. But there are some blessings that God's gonna give you that money could never buy. There's some blessings that God's going to give you that you could never put a dollar amount on. You know, one of the favorite things I love to do as a dad is we, we, have, a, we have a little touchpad on our, our door. And you can kind of hear throughout all the house when someone is punching in the code to get into the house. And I love when the kids realize that daddy is punching in the code in the house. They get excited. 
Yesterday when I got home, all four kids yelled, Daddy! And ran to the door. You know why they say daddy and run to the door? Because I've invested in my children and I love them. They know that my heart is there. And that's why they get excited for my presence. So what I'm saying to you is if you want God's presence to be attracted to you, you have to invest in him. Number two, we invest our treasure, number one. And number two, we invest our time, our time. Verse 59 says, he said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury the dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Now, many people would say, well, Jesus, why is Jesus being so harsh here? Why his, Obviously, this guy's dad just died. Well, if you'll actually do a little bit of research on this, really what he's saying is my father is about to die and I've got to go home and take care of my dad and take care of his burial, take care of his body, take care of what's going on. And so he's actually saying, Jesus, this may be a while, but I'll be back. And what Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. We don't have time to wait on that. Let the dead bury the dead. Let the dead take care of the dead. We have people to save. Now back again to the miles. They knew they needed God to save their relationship. And they didn't waste any time. They came here to church. And I remember them. I remember when they came. They came here, got involved. They invested in the church. And you know what? God moved in their relationship in a hurry. You know why? Because they gave their time. They gave their time to what was most important to them. And that was their relationship with God. Now, guys, what I'm trying to help you understand is that God's kingdom advancement cannot wait for us to go all in. God's not going to wait around for us to decide to go all in. He's going to advance his kingdom. And you know what? If we're not going to do it, guess what he's going to do? He's going to find somebody else and do it through them. You know, many people always talk about, you know, pastor, I'm so glad that you were obedient to God and you came to this church. Well, you know what? If I had not been obedient, God would have found somebody else because his kingdom advancing in this area was so important to him that if I had said no, he would have found someone willing. And so what I'm saying to you today is, are you willing to give God your time? Because if you'll give him your time, he's going to do some amazing things through you. But if you won't make time for him, he'll go find somebody else to do it. Don't you want to have the opportunity to bless so many different people, so many different lives, just by simply giving God your time? Now, many people will say, well, pastor, you know... I don't have talents. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't, don't worry about that. You just give God your time and he'll take care of the rest. He'll give you the words to say. He'll show you how he's made you and designed you and fabricated you for just this time. You're not an accident. 
God didn't give you what he, he gave you by accident. He gave you the perfect thing that this church and this world needs, and that's you. But you've got to invest your time in him. So the three things that God wants all of is one, our treasure, number two, our time, and number three, our heart. This is probably the most pressing thing that Jesus says here at the end. Let's look at it in verse 61. It says, still another said, I will follow you, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand on the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Jesus is not saying that you're not ready. What he's saying is, is he needs all of you. He wants all of your heart, not just some of it. He wants all of it. Jesus is pointing out that in the kingdom has no room for those who look back when they are called to go forward. Let me say that again because I think this is important. The kingdom has no room for those who look back when we are called to go forward. Now, Jesus is doing something that that may not land for us here in our Western society, but in Jesus' society, many of them were farmers. And the plows that they use, it took both of their hands focusing to go straight and to plow straight rows so they could get as much seed in the ground as they could possibly could. But if they left one hand on the plow and looked back, what would happen? They would get out of alignment. And so what Jesus is saying is, is when your heart is looking back instead of forward to what you've called me to do, what happens? Your heart's going to get out of alignment. So looking back on what once was is not aligning us for what Jesus wants us to do. God is always wanting us to move forward. That's why Jesus reminds us and and the apostles throughout the writing in the New Testament remind us, stop worrying about your sin. Stop worrying about the past. The past is the past and move on. And Jesus even said it, let the dead bury the dead and move on. Stop allowing Satan to remind you of who you were and focus on whom God has called you to be. Guys, God deserves our full focus in pushing his mission forward. God gave us his all. Why can't we do that? You know, one of the famous hymn writers said our our hearts are prone to wander. We're prone to leave the God that we love. That's why the Bible tells us that every day we are to get up, we are to take up our cross, and we are to focus on him. Now guys, I know that I'm talking to a lot of you in a lot of different situations. For some of you, it's business as usual. You're going to work, you're doing the things that you need to do. But for others of you, you've been given a good opportunity to take some time and invest in your spiritual life. Now, I'm not saying this is more time for you to get on Facebook and watch as many church services as you can. That's good. But you need to take some time and get into this. 
get into God's word. Allow God to shape you. Allow God to change you. Because the only way we're going to keep our focus forward, the only way we're going to keep both hands on the plow is if we're focused on him. This is how he speaks to us. This is how he changes us. This is how he shapes us. And God wants all of us, not just some of us. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for all of you who are watching on Facebook today? What does this mean? Do your investments, my first question, do your investments align with what we need to treasure? Do your investments align with what we need to treasure? Now guys, only you can answer this question. I can't answer it for you. But guys, I can guarantee you where your treasure is and where your time is. If you want to look at your bank account and if you want to look at your calendar, you're going to figure out real quick what's most important to you. Those things are going to be the most telling and the only person that can be honest is yourself. So what are you spending your time doing? Because God is saying today that I want you to go full tilt into what I've called you to do. Number two, does God have time in your calendar? Does God have time in your calendar? You know, one thing that would be great for you to do, maybe you need to put in your calendar your time with God. You know, I'm very scheduled. I'm very regimented. I I tell my wife and, and my wife tells me over and over and over, put it in the calendar, put it in the calendar because we, we can't remember everything. We've got to put it in the calendar. So don't you think God deserves a little time to put in your calendar? Maybe you need to pull up your calendar right now and set some time. Maybe 15, 20 minutes. Some of you can do more. Maybe an hour a day to give God his time so that you can invest in the things that will last for eternity. Because guys, let's just face it. The only things that we will do that will last forever is those things that we do for God. So don't you think that deserves a little bit of time in our calendar? Number three, do you need to give God your full heart today? Do you need to give God your full heart today? Now, some of you out there, you've had a relationship with God for a long time. And maybe you've, you've been prone to wander like the psalmist or the the hymnist talks about. Or maybe you don't even have a relationship with God and you want to begin one. Guys, I want you to to text, follow him to 97,000. So nine, seven and three zeros. Text, follow him. If you want to accept Jesus today, if you want to begin a relationship with him, if you want to give your full heart, because here's what's going to do. We, we, we give you three options, and you can pick from those three options, which is, which is most important to you. And one of our pastors is going to follow up with you. We're going to give you some tips. We're going to give you some keys on what truly giving your whole heart over to him. But you've got to make that first step. And that first step is a relationship with him. You know, I don't know where you are. I don't know 
where this finds you. But what I want you to understand today is God is not concerned with your past. He's only concerned with your future. The only voices in your head that you're hearing that are talking about who you were, it's just the devil trying to get you off the focus that God wants you to have. And guys, I want you to know today that Jesus is has his arms open wide waiting for you to run to him. That's all you have to do. So I'm going to pray two prayers here at the end. The first prayer is for those of you out there that have never given their heart over to Jesus. If you want to do that, wherever you're at, in your living room, whether you're in your car, whether you're watching, I don't know where you are. If you want to give your heart over to Jesus, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Bow your head. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner. I need you to save me. I give you my full heart. I give you my treasure. I give you my time. Take my life and use it today. I'm yours now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, do me a favor and text, follow him, all one word, follow him to 97,000, so 9700030. Do that for me today because you've just begun the first step. There's so many more steps that you need to take and we want to walk you through that. We want to be here to help you. We want to be here to coach you through this because now you've put a big target on your back and you need people to help you and to help you walk through this life of following Jesus. Now for the rest of you, I know that we're not able to be together. I know this is Palm Sunday. I know Easter's next weekend and we were supposed to be at the depot but you know what regardless of where we are the tomb is still empty and Jesus is still on the throne and the devil's done everything he can to take down the church and it's (laughs) it doesn't get past me that that it happens to extend through Easter but you know what the church is going to come out on the other end of this and it's going to be stronger than ever before And you know what? We're going to do our service at the depot. It may not be on Easter. It's not going to be. I can tell you that. But here's the thing. We'll do it. And we can celebrate Easter any Sunday of the year. You know why? Because that tomb is still empty. And Jesus is still on the throne. It doesn't have to be on the day. But we're going to celebrate. And we're going to have a great service out at the depot to celebrate that. We'll get you the date as soon as we know it. Like you, we're waiting to see how how all this shapes out. But I want you to be encouraged. There are more people that are seeking God now than ever before. There are more people wondering what God has for them than ever before. Just because we are not in this building does not mean that God's church is not effective. The church is needed now more than ever before in history. So be that church. Be what you can be. Do what you can do. And next Sunday, 
we are going to celebrate the return of our risen king and guys what I want you to do is I want you to blow up Facebook with how you are celebrating Easter not with Easter bunnies not with Easter eggs those things are fun but in this COVID-19 world we don't need Easter eggs we need a risen king who conquered death who conquered viruses we need him so let me encourage you on this Palm Sunday our king is still worthy of our praise he's still worthy of our adoration and at the end of this you better be ready because the church is going to be needed more than ever before and I believe that God is using this particular thing to draw people back to him because we've gotten off our way a little bit and if this is what God chooses to use to do that I'm okay with it we'll ride this out as long as we have to and we'll be ready at the end of all this to accept more people back into the church than ever before and it's going to be awesome I hope you're ready for it so let's pray we'll end this time together and I look forward to seeing you on Facebook and and throughout wherever we are throughout this week let's pray Jesus Lord we just thank you for this time even though we have to meet virtually Lord you are still worthy of our praise and even on this Palm Sunday that we're not able to be in the house of God the first Palm Sunday in my lifetime that the church has not been together you are still good and you still have a plan Lord help us to be the church help us to bring hope like never before and Lord I just pray Lord I pray that we would be encouraged and that the church would be ready because when we come back we're going to see lives drawn to him like never before and it's going to be an awesome day and all of this is going to be worth it so Lord seal our time together encourage us help us to give you our whole heart all of our time and all of our treasure it's in jesus name we pray amen thank you guys for joining us we love you we'll see you next week